Howdy, folks. It's Tuesday, March 29th. I'm Jacob Cohen, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. Later in today's episode, the pandemic spurred many to buy homes, but now studies show up to 75% of new homeowners say they regret it. Why is that and how did this happen? We are going to discuss it. But before we get into that, as always, here are a few things you should know. Let's get crack There's no secret formula for better customer service, but there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot, bringing service and support together in one powerful platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible and free up a rep's time with an AI-powered help desk. Also, you can easily support and grow your customer base. Secrets out, everybody. Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. So first things first, it's been on everyone's mind the last day or so, so we might as well talk about it. The slap heard around the world, which is also likely the only reason many people even realized the Oscars were happening Sunday night. So if you haven't heard, first off, that's honestly impressive. Second of all, Will Smith almost knocked out Chris Rock, slapped him in the face Sunday night at the Oscars after Rock, who was presenting an award, made a joke relating to Smith's wife's lack of hair. It was all very awkward, but I believe it all seems to have turned out okay and no one pressed any charges. It was very dramatic, but that is exactly what the Oscars needed. Heading into the evening, Oscars viewership was lower than ever, down 80% from its all-time peak. Pun absolutely intended, the show needed a slap in the face. So why is viewership down so much, and why are the Oscars so boring anyway? Well, in large part, the boredom associated with today's Oscars is the result of its focus on dramas, when the genre accounts for just 5% of ticket sales. So not to discredit Apple's best picture for Coda, a first in the streaming space, or great films like The Power of the Dog, but when you throw Gal Gadot, Ryan Reynolds, and The Rock in a film like Red Notice, that's where the eyeballs go. It's also why, for another example, Amazon is spending almost $500 million for just one season of a Lord of the Rings show and not on something like a marvelous Mrs. Maisel cinematic universe. So to put it bluntly, fewer and fewer people have a reason to watch a Hollywood ordeal about movies they've never seen that goes 40 minutes over its allotted three-hour runtime on a school night when you can just check Twitter after to see what you missed. As for us, we were most intrigued by the nominee gift bags, which were full of about $140,000 in redeemable vouchers for things like liposuction and plots of Scottish land. All this is to say, I guess that's why they call it showbiz, right? All right, moving along. Yesterday, President Biden released a $5.8 trillion budget. One of the most notable increases was for military spending. The administration is seeking $813 billion for military spending, a roughly 4% increase year over year. But if you look through the 158-page budget Biden put out, which I did, so you do not have to, you will see another notable increase is in the budget outlined for NASA. So the new budget requests a whopping $26 billion for NASA for 2023, roughly $2 billion more than the agency received for the current fiscal year. So of that, roughly $7.5 billion is being set aside for Artemis, which aims to send the first woman, first person of color, to the moon as early as 2025. Additionally, $779 million is set aside to develop NASA's Lunar Gateway, a space station 
the agency hopes to build in orbit around the moon. Now we're getting into straight up sci-fi level stuff, which is meant to serve as a hub for the Artemis program where astronauts can live and train before going down to the lunar surface. The White House is also setting aside $224 million to encourage the development of commercial space stations, just as space launches have shifted to private companies like SpaceX. Eventually, that'll happen with space stations. Bottom line, if you like space, you are going to have a fantastic decade. Mark my words. All right, moving on. An interesting Pew analysis came out yesterday which found that in several American cities, young women are actually out-earning young men. In 22 of 250 U.S. metropolitan areas, including places like New York, D.C., and L.A., women under the age of 30 who are working full-time year-round are earning the same amount as or more than their male counterparts. Now, I will specify, women in general in the United States continue to earn less than men on average, Among full-time, year-round workers in 2019, women's median annual earnings were 82% those of men. This new research, which was analyzing census data, found that there are 107 metros where young women earn between 90 and 99% of what young men earn, which encompasses nearly half of all young U.S. women working full-time. And what's interesting is that as these women age, however, history suggests that they may not maintain this level of parity with their male counterparts. So, for example, in 2000, the typical woman aged 16 to 29 working full-time year-round earned 88% of a similar young man. But by 2019, when people in this group were between the ages of 35 and 48, women were earning 80% of their male peers. So earnings parity tends to be greatest in the first years after entering the labor market and gets worse as time goes on. Bottom line, progress is being made, but there is work to be done. And in other news, Bitcoin surged above $48,000, turning positive on the year, Elon Musk has COVID and is thinking about building a new social media app, so there's that. And Heineken is hopping away from Russia. The beer brand is leaving the country and taking an estimated $438 million loss. And now, let's talk about the metric ton of buyer's remorse U.S. homeowners are feeling right at this very moment. So wishing you hadn't splurged on that Peloton is one thing. Regretting buying your house, however, is, uh, yeah, it's about as bad as buyer's remorse gets. So with interest rates at an all-time low, the pandemic sparked a home-buying frenzy as people traded yardless urban rentals for space, stability, and a mortgage. But now that the dust has settled, data from Zillow shows around 75% of recent buyers say they have regrets. So why is that? Well... The housing market is insanely competitive at the moment, actually. Even calling it competitive is a massive understatement. So as buyers have tried to find an edge, many have made what you could call questionable decisions in the process, including things like waiving inspections, right? Moving fast might speed up closing, but if you knew the foundation was cracking, you might have offered less or walked away entirely. Another questionable decision has been buying sight unseen. It seems crazy to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars without physically seeing a home, right? Wrong. 63% of home buyers in 2020 reportedly made offers without even touring the place first, which is a record according to Redfin. And finally, another questionable decision, underestimating maintenance. 
32% of buyers regret buying a home because it needed more work than they anticipated. I feel like it's basically a guarantee a house will need more work than you anticipate, though. So, oh well. Sucks for them. <laughs> Anyways, future buyers have a lot to learn from this, right? The housing market is still bananas. It'll likely get even more bananas. The average U.S. house is worth around $330,000 now. Values are expected to increase another 16% in 2022. The number of homes on the market has also been declining and is still much lower than pre-pandemic levels. And although rising interest rates are expected to cool the market down, they may also encourage people to stay put, keeping inventory low and fueling even more questionable decisions that lead to buyer's remorse. I can tell you on House Talk, which is the side of TikTok with house videos, I know, very uh, very quirky of me to be on House Talk, I see videos all the time of wild home inspections and people buying homes. The hashtags for home inspection and home inspector have around 290 and 350 million views, respectively. And the hashtag, get this, for home inspection horrors, has about 45 million views. So, uh, yeah, clearly a pretty big f- problem. And bada bing, bada boom, that is it, folks. For more on The Hustle's tech and business coverage and links to all kinds of cool stuff from around the web, check out our newsletter at thehustle.co. Thanks to our editor, Robert Hartwig, and executive producer, Darren Clark. I'm Jacob Cohen. You've been listening to The Hustle Daily Show, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. See you tomorrow.